yes, yes. Welcome back, beautiful world, to yet another amazing episode. <clears throat> What's wrong with my voice? Of yet another podcast. Your boys, Summit and Thummit, we're back. What up, Summit? What's going on, bro? You okay? You have coronavirus? <laughs> oh, no. I really hope I don't. Shit. Um, no, I lo- kind of lost my voice while I was in Miami. I just got Ooh, back. Miami. Yes, Miami's starting to become like a like a second home almost, kind of like how Just New York has been. Monthly occurrence. Yeah, I guess I've been there. Like I was there in December, then I was there, and then I was in Tampa in December, and I was there again this month. Damn, you're slowly becoming Florida man. <laughs> you start imagine you start seeing the stories, and there's like a picture of me, Florida man. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. Florida, I mean, uh, Miami was fun, though, man. I got to, I was out there for a bachelor party for one of my friends, uh, one of my college roommates. And uh, it's rare for like all of us to get together Mm -hmm. uh, because there's one, there's a lot of us, there's like 10, 11 of us. And, you know, everybody's kind of doing their own thing in different states. Some of us are in Texas, some are in New Jersey, some are in Philly, some are in Boston, some are in Maryland. So we're spread out. And a couple of them have kids and stuff that, you know, they have families and shit. And so it's hard for all of us to get together, uh, you know, often. So anytime all of us get together is, is just a, is such a great time, man. It's such a fun time. So we had a blast. We had such a blast in Miami. Dope. It was great. Yeah, it was great. That's how I lost my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro. I need to go on some more trips, man. I feel like every time we have a conversation on the, on the podcast, we're like, it's always about where you've been. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I haven't bro. been anywhere. I haven't done shit. So, <laughs> yo, let's go somewhere, bro. I'm trying yeah. to go to New Orleans next. So, if you want to go, let's let's plan a trip. Or, um, just Roger was saying we should go to we should go to San Francisco in April. So if you can figure that out, we can, go to, we can go to San Francisco. I'm just go crash with my brother. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we got we got plenty of friends out there and shit too. Yeah. So we got family out there too. So yeah, we'll tr- let's try to make it happen. Let's try and make it happen, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, back from Miami, got my tan on. I yeah, got my tan man. Tell us some Miami <laughs> stories, bro. Uh, I'll tell you all the Miami stories off air. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I can't share much. You know, what happens yeah, no. at a bachelor party stays uh, at a bachelor party. <laughs> not safe for work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is not, this is not safe for my own life. Like if I start sharing <laughs> shit. <laughs> yikes. Um, yikes. Yeah. Uh, no, it was fun. Let's just put it at that. Leave it at that. So it was, there you go. It's great, jolly good time, right? It was a really good time. So I, I saw that you uh, you tried some interesting food while you were down there. I did, I did. I tried uh, tacos with grasshoppers in them. I kept calling them crickets. Are they the same? Is that the same species? Uh, I don't. I don't know. There's going to be some like biologists listening to this, and they're going to correct us or some shit. And be like, no, actually, it's the same kingdom, but the phylum is all wrong. Like, I don't know, bro. Like, <laughs> Motherfucker said the kingdom is the same, but the phylum is. 
heard that shit since biology 101 in fucking freshman year of college, bro. God damn. You took it back, back. You took it way back. Wow. Well, freshman year of college, I remember this from seventh grade. <laughs> okay, my whatever. It was the a long species time. genome or whatever. The, what, I don't God. know. Bro. It's just too much damn. of that shit. Wow. Yeah, they're, so they're roughly the same. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, on the menu they said grasshoppers, and then I don't know why. On when I started talking about them, I start I started calling them crickets. Somebody must have said the word crickets, and I started calling them crickets. Mm. But yeah, they were. That was we were at this taco place after we went to the beach, and they had they had al pastor, they had uh, beef tongue, they had uh, pork. Regular pork. They had chicken. They had shrimp. They had uh, what else did they have? I think we get the point. <laughs> yeah, a they, had a bunch, spot that has a they had a bunch of options, and then they had one that said grasshoppers, yeah. and and I was like, "Bruh, I gotta do it for Tan Man Eats. I gotta, I gotta try this. <laughs> Just gotta try it." And it so, what was, did it taste like? Yo, I kid you not, like it literally tastes exactly the way you think it tastes. Like it literally tastes like bugs that have been roasted. That's it. Like, so did you enjoy it then? Not really, no. Who the fuck wants to eat bugs, bro? This shit Apparently is not- you. You're the one who ordered them. I wanted to try it and I tried it just to say I tried it. That's did it. Did anybody else try it with you? Yeah, one of my boys Sundar, he tried, he shared it with me. What was his and reaction? He did not fuck with it, bro. He was like, <laughs> he's like I, he was excited to try it, just like how I was. But he, both of us were like, "Nah, fuck that." <laughs> she was whack. Yeah, no, I would never. Yeah, it was not. It was not. It was not a vibe. Um, definitely had better tacos in my life. Uh, but yeah, that, that was one interesting thing we did. That was cool. That was cool. Would it be fucked up if I put like a, a cricket sound in the background? <laughs> <laughs> now you start putting sound effects. I've been asking you to put put in sound effects since we started this fucking podcast. All right, just so the listeners are aware, okay, <laughs> of how much effort it takes to actually go and look for the sound effects and put them in. Okay, putting them in isn't the hard part, right? But finding the right ones, is, it takes a little bit of time. The other thing is we tend to record the same day we release the podcast and Thunder doesn't really give me a lot of time for that. So you gotta give the listeners what they want. Schedule. You know, give the listeners what they want, man. They want sound effects. I'm trying, man. I did it the one time. We put applause in there. Um, (laughs) One time, man. It's it's work, bro. (laughs) We gotta start getting paid for this shit. All right, everybody's everybody that listens to our podcast, Venmo us a dollar each, each. All right, I'm not trying to split a dollar with Summit. So, <laughs> everybody, yeah, a dollar each. Yeah, there you if go. you get through a whole episode and you enjoy what you've heard, my Venmo's at Rootskier. <laughs> Summit's Venmo is at what is it? Summit Dash Sync. What my Venmo? Yeah, your Venmo, bro. I think it's just I don't even know actually. I think it's just Summit S87. Send each of us a dollar. All right, so <laughs> we can start. So we could start doing some shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Gurdwara Golak. <laughs> For a dollar, you get all your endless entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, 
So, was it, yo, what the hell should we talk about today? We don't really have anything. Uh, well, you were telling uh, us about Miami. So, what else did you do over the weekend? Anything interesting? <sighs> Let's see. Uh, what can I talk about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we went to the beach. We um, stayed in a hotel. Oh, we went to the spot called Bodega. Uh, oh, yeah. That was really cool. That was really cool. I had some really good tacos there too, actually. Uh, that's like a, I don't know if it qualifies as a speakeasy. It's kind of more than a speakeasy. Speakeasies are usually just bars. Uh, but this was like a full-on club in the back. Um, and the tacos were amazing. Uh, so we had that. Uh, we went to Bodega for tacos. That shit was cool. Went to the back, checked it out. Went to another speakeasy, which was really cool, called Foxhole. Uh, that was really dope too. Uh, yeah, overall, it was a good time. And, and I, I guess the one thing we can talk about is, is, uh, this idea of like traveling with a bunch of people and trying to like manage everybody's expectations and shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but like with all of us, thankfully, like everybody was pretty much on the same vibe, which was great. Like you can't, you can't really ask for more. Like that's so amazing. Like you get there, everybody is cool with whatever everybody's doing. You know what I mean? Uh, and it gets hard to manage at times, you know, cause some people want to go rage and some people just want to chill and kick back or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, I was just really grateful that like the whole weekend went by really smoothly. You know what I mean? Like everybody um, was together the whole time. Everybody was together the whole time for the most part. You know, nice. there were some of us. I mean, some of us were like, "Nah, you know, I don't want to go do that or do this or whatever," and hung back. Um, also, some people are like more responsible than us. <laughs> They're like, uh, "We have flight at seven in the morning, so we're gonna go home and sleep and get like three hours of sleep." Others, some of us, were like, "Let's keep raging till five in the morning and then go straight to the airport." So. <laughs> For uh, those listening, I'm going to let you guys guess which camp Tablet uh, was a part of. <laughs> I definitely showed up to the airport to board my flight in the same clothes that I went out in the night before. <laughs> my dude showed up to catch his flight at 7 a.m. in a snow leopard shirt. <laughs> 2,000 percent. No cap. 2,000 percent. No cap. <laughs> my dude landed back in D.C. in a half sleeve shirt. <laughs> 45 degree weather looking, uh, <laughs> flight flight attendants looking at me like why is he dressed like this but i'm sure they've seen worse in miami but they were like why is he overdressed for a fucking two and a half hour flight it's all right i mean i know people who literally every time they fly have to be wearing a blazer really yeah Damn. my dad <laughs> <laughs> like how discreet you were i know somebody uh, <laughs> no not somebody i know a bunch of people who do that i'm just like <laughs> Why is that a thing? Uh, I don't know, man. It's like a, it's like an immigrant thing, I think. It's like, yo, know. okay, cool. You're gonna go do some business wherever you're going. No, <laughs> just, I just want to be, uh, you know, I want to look like I'm doing business. But okay, cool. Are you gonna sit business class? No, I'm gonna sit economy. Nah. <laughs> it's so hot on planes, man. I could not sit with a blazer in planes. I can't I, fly without a hoodie on on the plane. 
Yeah, same, bro. I just got to go in a t-shirt. Um, we flew Spirit this time, so that was that was always that's always interesting, you know. <laughs> Yo, we've mentioned Spirit so many times on this podcast. Can somebody reach out and make sure they give us an endorsement or, or like Yo, sponsorship or something? Hell yeah, like... hell yeah. We need to talk to Spirit and get us a sponsored episode. They're gonna make no. us pay for it though. That's just what it's gonna work. <laughs> Tell Spirit to Venmo us a dollar each. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna be like, you, you want us to sponsor you? Well, actually, the way it works in Spirit is you have to pay for your own stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, Spirit is uh, interesting, man. Interesting times. Cool. Uh, they they have this thing where like they send out an email saying, "Hey, uh, well, do you have flexible travel plans? Sign up now uh, and uh, bid for like a travel voucher or whatever." And this is. This is how bad their track record is. Their track record is so bad with every flight that that has become an automated message that goes out for every flight. They're just expecting to fuck up every flight. So they're like being proactive about it now. They're like, let's just start sending out the option for people to bail early. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, they're fucked, bro. Uh, but whatever. <laughs> it's cheap. I use them to get around. Just okay. some shit to All get right. from back well, and forth. Spirit Airlines, if you're listening, uh, which <laughs> we highly doubt that you are. <laughs> but if we send this to you, maybe you will. Oh, man. Yo, Drake released uh, new music over the week, weekend, week. When did it, when yeah, did it come out? Last week? It came out on uh, Friday, Thursday or Friday, one of the two. I yeah. can't remember which day. Fucking crazy, dude. I think crazy it was Friday. Video. Yeah. Video's crazy. Man, so I don't know. It, it, there's like been a, a bunch of leaks coming out of his camp, and so like even the two new songs that he released, they're called leaks now. Obviously, if he's Which releasing ones? them, um, these the Chicago two freestyle and uh, what was the other one called? I forget now off the top of my head. They were free. They were leaked. Well, they're called leaks on um, so Chicago freestyle and when to say when. Yeah. On SoundCloud, it says leak 2020 right oh. it was released by drake's camp themselves and oh. by drake right so that tells you that they're just calling it a leak but they're releasing it themselves it's like a, a new strategy a new tactic that we're seeing i don't know like because oh. i feel like there's a lot more hype around leaks than there is about like normal albums or songs oh, right yeah 100 that's actually smart that's kind of crazy like, on sunday i got a leak for uh what a time to be alive too right okay which is drake and future but apparently it was only futures versus on that leak so none of drake's stuff was on there which tells you also that there's a leak in futures camp shit so i don't know wow. there's, there's just been a bunch of leaks happening on the ovo side on the on future side it's like didn't yeah, i don't know uh, if this Sindu is like Musiola the new thing have a bunch of leaks recently too bro his shit leaks regularly <laughs> i feel like he leaks it himself he's it's like either that or he's just got really shitty people that he's connected to <laughs> <laughs> it's like bro get some new friends your friends are trash yeah <laughs> he's like sending out his music to his best friend He's like, hey, bro, check this out. <laughs> this friend's like <laughs> writing an email to mrjot.com. Here's a new song for my best friend. Yeah. He's getting a kickback from whoever he's providing it to. <laughs> They're like, what's it called? He's like, I don't know, make up some shit. So he's not even getting to name them. <laughs> some random person's naming them. God, that sucks. Yeah. 
it's kind of sucky um you know especially for musicians and artists who put all their like time and effort into like creating this work yeah. only to have it leak and not be able to take advantage of it monetarily the way they want to yeah because i think they like leaks also sales, right yeah i have to because think about it like i'm i always get the leaks <laughs> <I'm not> gonna, <laughs> you do <laughs> i'm not gonna go and like pay for it later on yeah 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 you know that's what Hafsa was telling me. She messaged me. She was like, oh my God, somebody sent me Drake, uh, Lake, leaked Drake songs. <laughs> leaked Lake, 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 Drake songs. And she was like, I really want to listen to them, but I really can't because, you know, that's my dude and I want to support him, blah, blah, blah. She's like, but I really want to. I was like, damn, that is a dilemma. Like, I don't know what to do. I was like, uh, it's actually pretty easy. All you do is just listen to it. Like if you know, when the songs or albums, or whatever, like actually release that you have them and you play them on whatever, you know, streaming service you use. Right, you know? right, 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 right. Let them, I let mean, the person get their plays. Yeah. Cause like the leaks yeah. aren't, the leaks aren't on any of my uh, streaming services anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Never, they never have released there. Exactly. And I don't, like listening to songs that are like files on my phone fucking likes doing that <laughs> nobody so once it comes out obviously i'm gonna listen to it on whatever streaming service i listen to like Spotify. i mean i have like a whole folder of music from like artists that i work with and stuff like that right so like yeah. I, I do listen to that stuff like i have songs oh. or music downloaded on my phone yeah, but yeah like not on my apple music or anything like that i have a whole icloud folder that has right. all my like A and R stuff with all the different artists that I work with, right, and right. whenever I need to listen to something, I'll just listen well, to it's it. Like, there. That's not like an everyday thing, though, right? That's not no, the no, no. that's not the first thing you open. Same, like I have that too, but that's not the first thing I open when I want to listen to music. You know, like I listen yeah, to Spotify. It's, it's usually the last thing I'll even think about, honestly. Speaking of that, uh, I saw Jazz just posted, bro. Uh, he got another sync on Empire. That's fucking yes, huge. Sir. So yeah, man. Dope so dope i'm sure you and, know and, uh, about it before no i actually didn't so uh some of the stuff i know about ahead of time some of the stuff i know or i find i i find out when everybody else finds out gotcha. uh, on social media but yeah. he yeah he's been uh he's he's been on empire quite a few times now yeah um man. him and his boy uh chris meeson who's also the homie um nice. so you know those guys are killing it they're blowing up in that world and Sweet. uh soon enough they'll be all over TV and film, you're not going to be able to not see them. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, shout out to Jazz. If you don't know who Jazz is, Jazz Feezy that we're talking about is one of our good friends. He's been on one of the uh, episodes before on Yap. Yeah. Uh, so scroll back and and go find that episode and go listen to it and hear about his story. Uh, he is basically a uh, Canadian Punjabi. Canadian-born Punjabi person who is a producer in the hip-hop world, and he's worked with people like Drake. He's worked with people like T.I. He's uh, great friends with Boy Wonder, who's another one of Drake's major producers. He's worked with Rick Ross, with Ace Hood. You fucking name it. Lil Yachty, like, you know. And um, a lot of the work he does is, like, sync work or, like, having songs on uh television and tv shows things like that so he just posted on his instagram today that he has a track on empire uh what is it season six episode 11 if you watch 
Empire. I haven't watched Empire since like the first or second season. Yeah, me either. <laughs> but the song's called Can't Trust Him. Uh, check it out. Shout yep. out our boy Jazz Feezy in the building. Yeah, a lot of work with like TV, film, video games, and commercials. I, I know he was recently working on the new FIFA as well. Fuck. So, Get out. you know, he's out there, bro. He's out there doing his thing. He's things. killing it, man. Killing it. Yes, sir. Uh, what else should we talk about? What Man, I'm watching. Can I tell you, like, while we're recording this right now, I'm watching this thing on ABC, right? About like some dude who's about to walk on a wire over a volcano. Oh, yo, I saw a fucking trailer for this shit. Uh, is that happening right now? It's about to happen. He still hasn't done it. I've been like, it's, I've been watching this for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get you, bro. That's how they get you. They're just it's like, hold on, just wait, keep it, keep it going. We're about to hit prime time and one hour <laughs> i can only imagine how many commercials played in the time since they started this show the whole thing is probably only gonna last five minutes yeah i mean his, <laughs> so his wife also just performed a stunt like 30 minutes ago What'd so she, do? Like, she was up in a like there was a wire above the volcano and there was like a hula hoop that she was hanging from okay um and like doing stunts off of that, just kind of like hovering over the volcano, volcano opening, or what the, the mouth fuck? of the volcano. And I'm just like, why, yo? Like, what if you fall? Like, not only do you die, but you die a horrific death. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Are these people white? What are you trying to get at? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know who this is. But I can 99% guess correctly that I'm pretty sure both these guys are going to be white. Both both husband and wife are going to be white. You are not incorrect, sir. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way anybody that's not white is doing this shit. So this volcano, this is like an active volcano? I would assume so. It's like fuming and shit. I can see the molten lava. <laughs> Get the fuck out. You can like see It's not the- spewing, but like you can see the lava inside. Get the fuck out. What if it erupts? That would be insane timing. What if he falls? Is he, does he have like a harness or something or no? I don't know. I haven't. He hasn't even started yet. He's still doing an interview. Fucking hell, bro. Oh, man. But yo, there's a bunch of these like daredevils or whatever, right? Like you remember yeah. Evil Knievel? But yeah, more yeah. recently, there was this guy named Mike Hughes, right? Uh-huh. Um, who he was like a flat earther, right? He didn't believe that the, the earth is round. He thought that the Earth is a flat, flat surface, right? So what he how bro how he geniusly decided that he would create a rocket that would propel him up to roughly about thirty five thousand feet, and from there he would be able to see whether there's curvature or if it's flat, right? And that was going to be like the definitive kind of moment that would determine whether there's the Earth is actually flat or not, right? How about all the all the satellite images? Bro, I'm, I'm just like, he thinks it's all made up, right? That's what flat flat earthers think. They that, think all of that is made up. Like everybody's yes. been photoshopping this whole time. That's what yes, he thinks. Yes, pretty much, right? That is too big of a lie for anybody. Like, do you realize how many people have to be in on that lie? Yeah, I I don't know, man. And I'm just <laughs> like, yo, there's literally two easy ways to determine that the Earth is round. One, you get in a boat and you can only see up to a certain horizon, right? Yeah. As you move closer, that horizon expands, right? Right. That should tell you, one, <laughs> the Earth is round, right? Yeah. <laughs> Same thing happens when you're flying. Yeah. When you're in yeah. a plane, you're at high altitude, 
you can see the curvature of the of the world. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just don't understand why what this guy needed to. So what he did was he created his own steam powered like rocket, right? And in Barstow, California, it was like a desert area. He decides he's going to propel himself into the world <clears throat> or into the atmosphere, so to speak. And the but the problem is that he didn't cre- like it, he created his own rocket. Probably yeah. didn't do enough research. He's not a scientist himself, right? <laughs> no so shit. What ended up happening was he he took off like he like the rocket propelled itself up yeah. a certain amount of feet. I don't know exactly how high up he got. Yeah, but he got he got up pretty high. As soon as he took off, though, his emergency parachute fell off. Oh right? fuck! So a he was fucked from the get go. <laughs> nice. So he gets to a certain point. I now I don't know exactly how high he got. But yeah. this the rocket ran out of juice. Oh my god. This is right? a hor- horrific story. And keep in mind, like there's some I don't know if it was Discovery Channel or Science Channel, some something, right? Like like Discovery Channel owns some science channel or whatever, and they were chronicling this experience or this event itself, right? And oh it wasn't specifically god. like coverage like this guy right now who's about to walk across this volcano is right. getting. It's not like proper media coverage, but it was like kind of like, oh, this is what people do when they create their own uh contraptions and utilize science to prove certain things, right? right. So that's what that show was about. So there was a TV crew on hand when this happened. Oh he my fell god. from the like at least a few hundred feet fell back to earth and instantly died on impact. Oh my god. And I'm just like, yo, do people not think about like the consequences? Like, like yeah. I don't know, like why do this kind of shit? <laughs> I just I don't, don't know, man. This is like the equivalent of eating grasshopper tacos when there's perfectly normal other tacos <laughs> that you could fucking eat. Like, what I'm the not fuck sure is that's wrong? quite the same parallel, but what sure. What the fuck is wrong with people? Why are you eating? <laughs> it's like eating bat soup. Like why why you got to do that? Just fucking eat regular soup. Chicken, yeah, beef. Oh my god, that's horrible. So this guy is now about to walk across a fucking volcano. Yep, this is happening right now. Yep, he's gonna be hovering over over a volcano, walking on a wire. I think he's on his way there now. How long is the wire? You know, uh, eighteen hundred feet. Eighteen hundred feet. Yeah, they said that you could like. If you were to take the Freedom Tower and lie down on its side, it still would be shorter than the distance that the wire is covering. I'm going to look up how much that is. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how. That's 0.3 miles. Bro, I get tired walking 0.3 miles. That's like. (laughs) (laughs) Is this why you take Ubers everywhere when you're in New York? (laughs) You're not used to walking. I'm not a New Yorker, okay? Yeah, how far do we have to go? It's about 20 blocks. Yo, can we just take a, take an Uber? <laughs> 20 blocks is a lot, okay? Not really. It's like a 15-minute walk. I don't know, man. Uh, speaking <laughs> of New York, I'll be in New York this weekend. Uh, if there's any female listeners listening, uh, that came out going? wrong. Where is this going? <laughs> Why you got to always assume the worst? <laughs> I'm not the only one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um... There is a thing called SEMA Summit that is happening on Sunday that I'm going to with my good friend, Trisha. Uh, so if if you're in New York City uh, and uh, you're interested, come attend, the, 
come attend the summit. Should be good. <laughs> what's it about? What's the what's the premise behind it? Uh, I think it's like females working in multiple different uh, professional fields. Just there's going to be a couple panels, a couple talks, uh, maybe a couple workshops, things like that. Um, just just for people to kind of, I guess, for people that are trying to network and people that are trying to uh, explore some careers and things like that and showcase that there's, you know, more than just the conventional careers out there for us to, for South Asians to pursue. So things like that. So it should, it should be good. It should be a good That's time. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I'll be so, there. Strictly Sunday. female listeners. <laughs> strictly female listeners. Holla at me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Saturday, I think I'm going to go to the Kuti Gang uh, comedy show. The what? Yeah, uh, I know. It sounds bad. <laughs> There's a thing called Kuti Gang. Okay, that's their name. They decided to call it that. That's what it is. I'm not, <laughs> not me slandering somebody. It's called Kuti Gang. It's a comedy show hosted by two female comics from South Asian background. Uh, they're fucking hilarious, uh, good friends of mine. And uh, they host this thing. I think they do it once a month. I'm not sure. But um, it's always packed. It's always a full house. And they showcase other South a- other female comics from South Asian background. Um Along with sometimes they do like male ally comics as well. It's gonna be a good time. Should be good. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is that happening? In New York City, somewhere. I have no idea where. Look, look at a up. comedy club. Uh, I will look it up for you, bro. I will look it up for you right now. It happens at this place called the Tank. The Tank. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It must be like a small like comedy club or something. Let's look it up. Uh, I don't even know where it is. I've never heard of it. It's on West 36th Street. The Tank. The Tank. 36th and 8th. Okay. Oh, it's just like a performance space. That's yeah, cool. it's, like a, it's called Off Off Broadway Performance Venue. That's what it's yeah, called. Yeah. So it's like a small little stage thing, but it's cool. Looks good. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it. It's my first one. Never been. I've always wanted to. Got to go support the homies. Yes, sir. You, it's a, that's a very key key thing to do. Support the homies. Support the homies. Yo, ten thousand percent. Can we talk about that real quick? Because I was thinking about that today. Um, random thought just kind of like came to my head, and there's certain things that you could do on social media to support. Because I had a client call earlier in the week. And uh, they were kind of asking me, they were like, yo, how do I grow my audience or whatever? So we got kind of got to talking about social media and how to use it properly, this, that, and the other. But if you're out there and you have friends that are using Instagram as a tool to grow their career, whether they're artists or they're fashion bloggers or they're fashion brands or they're... Uh, whatever the fuck they are. You know what I mean, whatever, whatever they're trying to do in a creative space or whatever, and they're using Instagram to try and grow their business. The ways you could support them are simple. Like one of the things you could do is just engage. Uh, the way the, the Instagram algorithm works is, you know, Instagram will show content to more people 
if they think that it is worthy enough, if they think that it's performing well, meaning as soon as I post something, say I have Root Scares Instagram, the moment I post something, if I get three, four, five, ten comments right away, Instagram's automatically like, hey, yo, this must be good. Let me show this shit to more people because I want more people to like Instagram and stay on Instagram, right? Mm. So one of the things you could do is just simply engage, meaning hit like, put down a little stupid comment or reply to a story. Even story replies have gotten so easy. Like they, you just throw the emoji and boom. And as soon as you do, do that, that kind of triggers Instagram to be like, oh, this story is really popular. So I'm going to show this story to more of his followers. So if you have friends that are doing creative shit, you want to support them, but you don't have the money or you don't want necessarily you're not necessarily a part of their target market or whatever ways you can support them is one simply just engaging two sharing sharing also is like a big thing like you you may be like oh well i only have like 300 followers and this guy probably has like 40,000 followers he doesn't need me to share it you don't know that like you got to understand that you co-signing and sharing that on your story to your 200 followers actually has more impact than than the brand itself posting it to their 30 40 50,000 followers. Mm. That's why there's this new thing called nano influencer. I don't know if we've talked about the podcast before. Uh, no, we haven't. Oh, we haven't? Oh, okay. So maybe we could talk about that. Like there's there's this new age of what people are calling nano influencers. So influencers are, you know, people that have like more than 1 million followers. Then there's what we call micro influencers. Uh, that's like basically anybody less than a million, so hundred thousand, couple hundred thousand, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, some people even consider less than hundred thousand to be micro influencers, but anyway. Uh, and then anybody less than ten thousand followers are is considered a nano influencer, and brands and companies are now doing research and learning that. Instead of me spending $10,000 trying to pay this one influencer who has like 4 million followers and all their whole feed is basically them just endorsing a bunch of different products and, you know, trying to see a return on that. Instead, I can send free shit to like 15, 20, 50 nano influencers. None of them are going to charge me shit because, you know, they're like just happy that somebody's giving them an opportunity. Right. They're, they're hungry for content <clears throat> you could just send them free shit they might have like five thousand followers eight thousand followers whatever right content or endorsements that come from them are actually worth a lot more because those guys aren't saturated they're not like they aren't considered quote-unquote sellouts i don't want to call any influencer a sellout but like you know what i mean sometimes when you follow an influencer and they're con- selling you shit you're kind of like all right fuck it like is this person genuine at all like how can they be you know all they want to do is sell me shit now you know what i mean versus nano influencers like if somebody just has a small following when they stand behind a product it means a lot more because a lot of the times their followers they are they're sort of like familiar with this personality and they know that there's more trust there basically right so yeah nano influencers is a new shit man it's it's a new wave that's 
That's some free knowledge gems for you listeners out there that are working in the creative field or running brands or whatever. This also applies to our listeners who would like to share our. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 100%, bro. No, I I think that's interesting that you mentioned that. So there's like a a contrast to that as well, right? And I think it's this whole idea of perception, um, maybe Mm. from the creative side, right? So think about like up and coming musicians or musicians who have their like niche markets or even creatives, as you mentioned, who have their like niche markets, maybe they're nano influencers or whoever. Right. Right. I've noticed that a lot of times. Okay, I'll give you I'll, I'll give you specific examples because so it's easier to understand. Okay. Um, artist releases a new song, right? You really like the song. You re, you post it on your story. You tag the artist, right? Yeah. A lot of people are simply doing that so that they get recognized by the artist for one, and they get their stuff reposted by the artist. Right. right? Correct. So there's like that aspect of it and i think a lot of artists have started to recognize that as well and mm-hmm. so they will selectively repost certain yep. posts right or stories yeah and simply because i don't know if it's like they don't want to just bombard people's like or their own story or whatever with yeah a hundred million other reposts of the same story like repeatedly right. Or if it's like, if there's like a more meaningful reason as to why they're doing that. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. So there's that, I think there's that side of it as well. And I think a lot of artists perceive those things to happen as a way of like, oh, this person is just posting it so that I will repost it for them. You know what I mean? It's and tough. That, and, and, yeah, 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 yeah. It's <laughs> tough because we've been in that situation before. Um, and this is part of some of the advice that I give to some of my clients. Um, when you're creating a brand, especially like a fashion brand, fashion brand, an e-commerce that's selling clothing, customers want to trust you. And the way to build the customer's trust is to show, is to show them that other people are actually wearing this. Like this is a real product that a real person is wearing. This is something that somebody bought. So in the early stages, that's what we used to do. We used to do a lot of that. We still do it to a certain extent, but we don't do it as much as we used to. In the early ages, in the early stages, like what we used to do is every single person that tagged Rootscure while wearing it, we'd be like, we got to put this up on the story. We got to put this up on the feed, whatever. We were hungry for content, but we were also hungry to build this trust with our customers, people that didn't know us, right? We're like, hey, look, somebody bought something. Right. And what that triggers in the customer's mind is, oh, people are actually buying this. So it must be a cool thing or it must be a real thing. And this is a trustworthy place. I can spend my money here safely. You know, that's what it does. When, you, when you don't do that, you, yeah. you set yourself up for like customers that are just like always wondering if you're real or not. That's it. So that's interesting, right? So have you tested that out in terms of let's say you post a story or, or whatever like a new design um, mm-hmm. but it's just an image of the uh, the piece of merch like t-shirt hoodie or whatever it is yeah versus oh, and the sales that are associated with that post specifically yeah for that product versus when you post something where somebody's actually wearing it mm-hmm. and the sales that come from that have you been able to decipher the between the two yeah, 100%. I mean, 
<laughs> some of our most successful campaigns have come from uh, when we've when we've mark marketed a prop when we've rolled out a product properly with like the proper marketing strategy and been like okay we're gonna we're gonna launch this product but before we launch it we're gonna do a photo shoot we're gonna do a video and we're gonna put it all together we're gonna pick a launch date and then we're gonna roll it all out together so it's gonna come out on the website it's gonna be on the home page there's gonna be a bunch of pictures of people wearing it there's gonna be a video with it uh, there's gonna be an email mail out there's gonna be a text mail uh, text app, you know blast or whatever like mm -hmm. when we've rolled it out properly we've definitely seen much better results but we've gotten to that point with our regular customers and we've kind of built the reputation like when i launched dafaho i didn't have any pictures i still don't i don't have any pictures of people wearing this shit yeah. I, I just had this idea and i got really good mock-ups made and i just launched it with the mock-up and it's been selling like crazy and so I think it takes you have to you have to work towards that but you also can't give up on like I have a new collection that's coming out and initially I was like well Dafaho did really well without any sort of marketing plan I just sort of rolled it out and it just sold itself I was like maybe I should do this with this too but then I was like nah you know what this is a really good collection let me let me contact like 5 to 10 influencers send them all packages get photos and content in return and then pick a date to launch it like you know i'm gonna do this one properly though so the next thing that comes out is gonna be rolled out properly um i guess that's to say that yeah both of those things work but i have seen more success when i have rolled out products with photos of people wearing them it just mm -hmm. helps more because people want to this is where like we get into this conversation of too you know mm -hmm. people want to see what they could possibly look like you know what i mean they th that that's where like this conversation of we need representation with models comes into play uh that's why we've been working for that's what we've been working towards for the past like five six years we've always made sure to use try and use south asian models uh, models of different sizes and different color shades, you know, different ethnicities, things like that. Mm -hmm. Like I've used a Palestinian model. I've used a South Indian model that's like much darker complexion. I've used uh, gay and lesbian models. I've used uh, Sikh models with turbans and beards. Like I've used them all. You know what I mean? People may not give me credit for that shit and may not know it because, you know, Maybe I'm not the most popular brand out there or whatever, but I have done all these things, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that's important because when you're selling to a large group of people, people want to be like, people are like, oh, that girl looks that, like she's my complexion or she's wearing a hijab or what I wear, or that guy looks like me, has a turban and a beard. So when they see somebody looking good in the gear, they're like, oh, that's the trigger the psychological and trigger in their head is like oh if i buy this product i'm gonna look as cool as that right does that make sense yeah it totally makes sense and <clears throat> i think you're right i think it's the psychological aspect of it that really convinces a customer to want to make a purchase right mm -hmm. big time psychology plays such a huge part that's why like uh, i i meet a lot of people that are in marketing that were actually psych majors yeah because shit is all psychology you know what i mean yeah i mean even like so I'm, I'm a product manager right project manager yeah. as well 
I have a psych, I, I was a psych minor in college, right? Oh, nice. And I feel like I've used a lot of what I've learned in that minor itself quite a bit in my career. Because I think like there's this whole idea you mentioned earlier, right? Having this, building this trust with customers. And so from a product perspective, it's having customer empathy, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're building products, not necessarily merchand merchandise the way you are, but like in, in terms of building something that's tech related as software or a, yeah. a physical product, you always want to have the customer in mind when you're when you're building anything, right? It's yeah. not just about, oh, there's a gap in the market for this. This could potentially be something great. It's not, it, it, that's only one aspect of it. You always have to keep, uh, keep in, I guess, take into consideration who, who are you building this for and why are you building it, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's that idea. Um, you know, and, and in your case, who are you creating this merchandise for and yeah. why are you creating it, right? Exactly. And it's and that. Yeah, so true. <clears throat> you have to know that. If, if you don't know your audience, don't know why you're making shit and who you're making shit for, uh, this shit's going to tank. It's going yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna to fall on its fa face because um, in marketing, that is the most important rule is know your audience. And know how to break down your audience. Like, you know, like we break down our audience all the time because we know, um, like, this is this is my sort of plan for 2020. Um, I'm trying to invest heavily into ads, specifically targeting people that are not in my immediate audience. Meaning, meaning when when I when we first came onto the scene, there was an audience that was our target audience which is basically people that are south asian in the diaspora america canada uk um they're all very sort of in the same scene meaning they all listen to similar music they've all heard of fateh they've all heard of racks they all heard of mickey and arjun and zach knight and um they all sort of follow the same people like you know they all know who Manpreet Tour is and stuff like that but there is a group of south asians living in the diaspora that is different from that audience that is that does not know who any of these people are, you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so my goal for this next for this year for 2020 is basically like i want to spend money to capture that audience now like I, I want, I want, I want people that have never heard of us, have never heard of any of our associated partners, things like that. Like, that's who I want to go after next. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean that's the only way to grow, right? Because like, yeah. at some point you do reach a cap. I'm not saying we've reached a cap. Like, I, I there's still a lot of market share to grab, but uh, I'm always. I'm always looking five steps forward. I'm always thinking two steps ahead. Like what, what's going to be next? How do I, how do I keep growing, keep that shit going to the next mm. level? So, yeah. I mean, a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of like important information being shared. I think sometimes what people think are like, they hear things like this when we talk about them that they like, they kind of take it for granted. Like, Oh, I already know this. I already know this, mm -hmm. but there's a, there's the whole idea of conception versus practice yeah right? theory versus practice so even though you're talking about it it's not enough for uh, a listener to be like oh yeah i already know this right because right. there's a method behind how you go about doing all those things it's not just you know oh you talked about it and now i know how to do it you know what i mean no so, and I, you know for me it came backwards i have been i have been doing all these things for years without 
sort of having it planned without having it like written out as a strategy. You know what I mean? Like I was just doing them because it made sense to me. And now I'm sort of stepping back and looking at everything that I've done and all the things that I'm doing. And I'm like, now I'm able to articulate all those things and be like, oh, these are strategies. These are, you know, like this is shit that this is knowledge that people can use. Yeah. I mean, you were already doing it, like you mentioned. Now you're formalizing the things that you were doing yeah. and putting it into, like you mentioned, a strategy, but also <clears throat> putting it in an effective way that people will be able to understand how to do it. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so that's been going really well. Like, people have been hitting, hitting me up, getting consulting services. If anybody out there is listening that has a brand or an e-commerce or uh, some sort of business that's looking for advice on how to build your brand or how to grow it, you know, whatever, hit me up. Uh, let's talk and uh, we'll see how I can help you out. But yeah, that's been going really well. I've been just sort of like taking a lot of calls and helping people. I, I'm at the core of everything, I love helping people. I love teaching. I love, you know, sharing knowledge. Oh, um, that was the sneakiest self plug ever. <laughs> hey, if I ain't going to plug myself, who will, man? You could have let me do it, damn. <laughs> <laughs> nah, anyway. My guy straight up was like, hey, I'm a consultant now. If you need consulting services, contact me. <laughs> yeah, pay me a dollar. <laughs> Bro, if you're consulting for a dollar, you're not doing it right. <laughs> Make me your lawyer. <laughs> Remember that scene from uh, Breaking Bad when uh, when they when they like take um, what's his name? What the hell's a lawyer's name? Uh, Saul. Yeah, when they take Saul hostage, and uh, he was like, "You need a lawyer? Put a dollar in my pocket. Come on, make it official." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, man, love Breaking Bad. I, can't, I didn't even remember that scene until you mentioned it, but I haven't seen watching, it in a while. Are you watching anything new these days? Am I watching anything new? Um, not are really you new. Love is Blind? No. <laughs> I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't even tried to watch that. Are you watching that? Is that why you bring it up? Uh, I am absolutely not watching that. Stop lying, bro. Why'd but you bring I it absolutely up want to. <laughs> 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 I just have not had the time to start it. I started watching this new show called gentified uh it's a cool little quirky little show about a mexican gentified gentified yeah gentified not gentrified no it's called gentified gentified okay (laughs) interesting yeah it's cool it's kind of like it kind of reminds me of if anybody kim's convenience uh korean family in toronto i'm based around the korean family in toronto that runs the convenience store it's kind of like that similar sort of uh, narrative, similar sort of storyline. This is about a Mexican family that owns a uh, taco restaurant in LA in uh, Boyle Heights. So it's pretty cool. I like it. Where are you watching this stuff? Netflix, bro. Have you heard Why of it? Why have I never seen it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess Netflix knows how to show me shit that, that I like. Trust me, when I switch accounts, when I switch profiles, I go to my brother's Netflix, my puppy's Netflix. This shit is way different. Like, it's all like desi stuff, Bollywood yeah, things. Yeah. I'm just like, what is all this? I've never seen any of this shit. It's based on what you normally watch, right? So they offer yeah. suggestions based on your trends. And I don't know. I struggle sometimes with Netflix because I'm like, yo, what do I, what do I want to watch, right? Right. And that's like the hard part, trying to figure out what, <laughs> what to do or what to watch in, in, in yeah. that sense. But 
I don't know. I feel like sometimes it just keeps recommending the same things to me over and over. And I'm like, have mm. I just watched all of Netflix now? Like, how's, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Can you imagine the day where, like Netflix is like, you have seen everything. We have no more content for you. Go, go get a girlfriend. <laughs> it's like, what? Leave me alone, Netflix, bitch. <laughs> Bro, don't dating apps do that? Like, what? <laughs> Once you swipe like right or left enough times, like, <laughs> we're like, yo, we don't have anybody else to show you. <laughs> Imagine dating apps started doing that. They're like, uh, we have shown you all the women we possibly could. Go out and meet somebody in real life now. Bye. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> There's like a redneck dating app out there. It's like we have shown you all the strangers. Go, go talk to your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Hit up your stepsister. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man, I took it too far. I did. <laughs> a little too far. Um, what else am I watching? Uh, new season of Homeland is back. So, but I've been watching that. Oh, okay, nice. You probably don't watch that, but it's a great I show. Mm, I don't. I need to get hip. <clears throat> it's like a CIA show. Deals with like terrorism and domestic threats, foreign threats, things like that. Really interesting. Really fascinating. Um, supposedly, like. They have a lot of like CIA consultants or NSA consultants that consult for the show to make sure it's accurate. Really? Yeah, it's it's won like a ton of Emmys over the years. It's in its final season right now. Really? Um, my, yeah. My brother loves shit like that. He got me into Jack Ryan, and I watched both seasons. Yeah, yeah. My brother and I are both into that. So like, whatever he watches, he'll recommend it to me, oh, and vice nice. versa. Um, so he and I both watch Homeland and stuff like that. But, um. Yeah, that's a great show. <clears throat> so for those of you who do watch it, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you don't watch it, check it out. I think you'll enjoy it if you like that kind of like subject matter. Yeah. Um, right now I'm watching this guy walk across this volcano thing. Did right he now. fucking start yet? Yeah, bro. He's been on the wire for 13 minutes. Get out. Yeah, no shit. It takes so fucking long to walk 1,800. I don't even think he's halfway yet. Is uh, All I want to know is can he die? Like, is he harness? Looks like he's wearing a harness, yeah. Fuck that pussy. What the fuck? Yeah, he's definitely wearing a harness. <clears throat> that's, some, that's some, that's some, that's some. But he's like almost at the middle point. That's whack. I don't know, man. It still takes a lot of effort. It's not like the harness is holding him up. You know what I mean? All I know is he's not going to fall into the lava and die. And that's the only reason I would watch that shit. Wow, that took a dark turn. <laughs> that took a, an extremely dark turn. Is he going to uh, die? No, I ain't watching it. <laughs> Look at the time. I think we're coming up on our time now. So, there you go. <laughs> good, <laughs> good call. <laughs> Should probably go talk to somebody about these dark thoughts. <laughs> yeah, go talk to your cousin. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Say, you trying to say I'm a hick? I didn't say anything, bro. I didn't say anything. <laughs> Not a hick. Anyway, I think you could close it out now. Yeah, I'm gonna close it out. Yeah, if you're in New York City, uh, hit me up. Uh, let's link up this weekend if I can, if I can make it. Uh, um, stay coronavirus free, guys. Stay coronavirus free. Uh, there's Kuti Gang happening in New York City on Saturday night. Come check it out with me. Let's uh let's hang out and uh Miami is awesome and shout out <laughs> to all my friends and don't forget to Venmo both of us a dollar each and uh if you need consulting services 
hit me up. Uh, that's it for this beautiful, fucking amazing, hilarious episode of yet another podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. We love you guys. Your boys, Summit and Thunmit, we're out. Peace. 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 Classics. Classics.